is going on, all of you operator tactical wannabes, and of course, all of you Elmer Fuds out there. Welcome to the Ghost and Clover podcast. This is episode number five. We're live right now on three separate YouTube channels, mine, Clover's, and the Ghost and Clover. If you're watching this in replay, then you're only going to be able to watch it in one spot. That is the Ghost and Clover YouTube channel. Obviously, if you're listening to podcasts, you can listen to either one of our podcast platforms. We're going to be taking this audio and uploading it to all of both of our podcast platforms. So uh, it is going to be fun tonight. We want to uh, send a shout out real quick to all of the people out there that are watching live. Remember, the third segment of this podcast is driven and chosen by you, the audience. Now, it's real hard, really hard. All you got to do to be eligible to be picked or chosen out of the random chooser is to say something, anything, anything. Say something in the chat, and you're automatically entered into the possibility of being chosen for the random viewer, I guess, segment, discussion, whatever you want to call it. Call it the segment. As you guys know, the Ghost and Color podcast is powered by our good friends at EAA, the European American Armory Corporation. You guys know that, uh, well, you know Chase and Keith and Paul and all the guys, wonderful people over at EAA. You're probably familiar with their flagship product that they bring in, which is the Gerson line of firearms. You've got the Regard, which is the 92. You've got the P35, which is the high power. You've got the 1911s. You've got the 2311 witness coming down the line here pretty soon. And right now, which is probably, we'll bring Clover here in a second, but it's probably, well, put it this way. It should be named the handgun of the year. The MC14T, the tip-up barrel, it is a phenomenal gun. You guys have seen a bunch of us cover it at NRAM when it was uh, unleashed. Probably going to be named the handgun. If it's not, then something's gone wrong. But the handgun of the year, so... Uh, go check out all of the phenomenal firearms over at EA Corp. They've got a little bit of everything for you. But like I said, their flagship is the Gerson line. We are going to, uh, if you guys are new to the podcast, we're going to be talking uh, random topics that Clover and I do not know what each other are going to be talking about. We uh, Clover's going to bring the first topic tonight. I'll bring the second one. And then, like I said, the third segment is a random topic from the audience. So without further ado, let's bring in Super Fud himself. What's up, man? Hey man, I'm sort of a big deal. You are sort of a big deal, at least in Turkey, at least you know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> ah man, uh, long. It's been a long weekend, dude. Like, yeah, it has not, been. not in a bad way. Just, I just, it's been a long weekend. I don't. It's a good thing, I guess, for some folks. I guess depending I guess. on it, could be bad. Well, I, I, you know, we had a, a a golf tournament here at the course yesterday morning. First kind of turn, big tournament of the year. It was for uh, Combat Veterans Association. I was glad to have them out and all of that. Um, then we're just busy. So this weekend here was yesterday was the first day it hit eighty degrees all year, and then so it's all week it's going to be over eighty degrees. So everyone and their mother and their stepchilds came out and played golf this weekend. Uh, Great weather, so it was, it was happy to to see the course busy and all of that. You um, you spent some time, you know, getting some stuff done around the house, around the property, but you also went to go see a movie, did you not? Oh yeah, yeah, we did. We we haven't um, talked about. Is it good? Um, yeah, I mean, if you're, a, we went to see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. 
and I won't give any I won't give any spoilers, but um, you know, if you're a fan of Guardians, then I think you, you I think you'll you would enjoy it. Um, it was there was some ups and downs. There were some tearjerker moments, quite a few in that. It really was, yeah. Um, of course, as with all the Guardians, and, and one of the reasons I like those films is the, is the soundtrack, is the music, and you know the final battle, no sleep till Brooklyn. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, I, oh, it was it was awesome. It was awesome. Anything Beastie's going to get me excited, you know? Yeah, but you know James Gunn, Kevin Feige. I mean, I, you can't hardly go wrong with James Gunn and Kevin Feige anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, we're going to probably go see that eventually. Um, you know, I I've I was not into the Guardians of the Galaxy movies originally. I think my wife and daughter liked them a lot. Uh, then I saw the first one. I was like, "Oh, okay, I get it." First of all, the first one, Chris Pratt's hilarious. He, he's, he's great, but it might be the greatest soundtrack to any movie ever. Let's just be honest, you know. The soundtrack and then the comedy interweaved, and then, like I said, with this one, there were some tearjerker moment type spots in there too. So it was, it was which it was is relatively abnormal for the Guardians of the Galaxy franchise. You it know, it really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is. So yeah. there you uh, go. Yeah, yeah. Go check it out if you if you haven't, or wait till it comes out on uh, streaming. Either way, streaming or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess I got you, you got first got topic first tonight. Topic. Again, guys, if you're new to the podcast, we do not know each so, other's topics beforehand, so this is new to everybody. So last weekend, I've talked about this place a few times. Um, it's called Hobbies, uh, but I call it the Bougie Taco Place. Okay. So, you know, thinking about that a little bit, I'm like, let's talk Mexican food. We can do uh, that. Now, we all know hashtag Tulsa Mexican food sucks. Yep. Uh, everybody's heard the story it's about the... Fact. It's a proven fact at this point. Yeah, I mean, what uh, what Mexican food joint have you ever seen that serves white rice with a little bit of parsley in it? Like, yep. that I, that was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I got to, to thinking about, and the thing with, one thing different that uh, did at the Bougie Taco Place this go around, the last time we went, we went kind of early in the day, it wasn't very busy, and one of the mm-hmm. managers, uh, one of the managers come by, and uh, had a, you know, had a conversation with him, we'd been there a couple of, three times, maybe, something like that, and uh yes, uh Lance, I am definitely bougie. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, anyway, come by. I had a had great conversation with him. We'd been there a few times and told him, yeah, you know, we like the place. And anyway, it asked, what you know, what do we normally get and all this other stuff. And I just get like the three taco plate, you know. And he said, sure. have you tried the the hobby tacos? And I'm like, yeah, I don't like all the salon, the pico de gallo like the the, mm. the way they're made like it's just like that doesn't intrigue me man and he's yeah. like well he's like uh you should do if nothing else you should try the shells the hobby they use on the hobby tacos and i said oh really and he's like yeah he's like it's a flour shell that they deep fry and then, so it's co- sort of like a gordita okay all right all right and so we go in and, and then the little waiter fella comes over and and uh uh, I'm like, okay, so here's the thing. And I, I told him the story, and I said, 
that manager, I said, I don't know if he's here today, and unfortunately, I don't remember his name. I said, but he says that I could substitute the hobby shells with the regular taco plate. And he's like, hmm. He's like, I don't think everybody's ever tried. I said, well, go back there. I said, I don't care about an upcharge. If you charge me for the hobby plate, you know, whatever. I said, but that's what I want. I said, if you can, if they can't do it, do the normal plate. It's fine. But if you can do it. So anyway, he comes back about, I don't know, five minutes later, he fills the drinks and he says, Hey man, we, we got you taken care of. We got you covered. I'm like, sweet. Um, OMG, dude. Like, oh my God. Those were great tacos regardless. Yeah. Uh, but man, those shells just elevated it to like a whole other level. Like that's definitely my plate now when it goes to the bougie taco joint. And, um, and it was, it was really interesting. Uh, we were, we were leaving and the manager that we had talked to, it had been a month or two ago, maybe it'd been a while. Um, he was actually kind of out in the foray area as we were leaving. Mm. And my wife said, there's the guy. And I was like, Oh, it was. And so I walked over and I said, Hey, you probably don't remember. And he says, you know, actually I do. He said, when I seen the order in the back that they wanted the hobby shells on the normal taco plate, he said, I figured that was you. (laughs) He's like, what do you think? And I'm like, that should be on the menu, bro. Like you should literally have a little deal underneath the thing that says, you know, substitute the hobby shells or something. You guys should promote that because they're off the freaking chain. So they all remember the difficult customers, you know? Yeah, well, this is true. But, um, yeah, I just got to thinking, like, where do people, you know, I'm okay with taco trucks, right? Like, to me, Taco Bell's not Mexican food. That's Taco Bell, right? Yeah. yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Taco Bell's good for what it is. Um, You know, run for the border late at night, uh, in a hurry, whatever. Like, yeah. But for me, um, you know, taco trucks, right, or taco shacks. Uh, yep. sometimes around here you see them, uh, and then, you know, there's a, there's a few sit down places, uh, that are pretty good. I'm just, I was just kind of curious where, you know, maybe where people draw the line. I mean, a lot, a lot of people get really crazy and they want authentic Mexican sure. food, right? Sure. Yeah. And so we, we throw a lot of shade and a lot of hate at the Tulsa Mexican food and that stuff's absolute garbage. Um, but <laughs> There's a variety. There's a spectrum to me of Mexican food. Like yeah. I can handle it a bunch of different ways. Street tacos around here from, you know, a, a taco truck or something like that. Probably the most authentic. Um, and then the uh, I'm trying to even think of the other things that they they have there. Um, I would I would know them if I if I seen them. But anyway, but uh, I think those are probably the most authentic. Most of the sit down places tend to be Tex Mex, right? Yeah, sure. Um, for me, like this is gonna this is gonna sound weird. There, there's two places that when I think Mexican food pop in my head immediately. Um, the first one is down in San Antonio. I don't know if it's still there, um, but it's down the Riverwalk, and it was it was called when I was living down there. It was called the Original Mexican Restaurant, and it's on the Riverwalk. It's phenomenal. It's kind of authentic Mexican food, you know. Uh, but you sit down and they have this little cart that comes over and, um, you know, make salsa, but then they'll make fresh guacamole right there. Like they peel the avocado, they, 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 they do it all. 
right there in front of you. So if you like guacamole, they make it fresh, like right in front of you. And it's amazing. Um, this is going to make you laugh. I'm not going to lie. And you're going to like, hmm, the best taco, the best tacos I've ever had in my life, ironically, are in Okinawa, Japan. There was a little taco stand slash shop right next to one of the clubs we always went to. And, you know, two or three in the morning. Then again, it was two or three in the morning. We, we might have partaken in some adult beverages. Um, so that might have been one of the reasons. I don't know. Um, but we'd always kind of go there and get some for the ride home back to uh, back to base. And they were the greatest tacos I've ever had. In my, to this day. And, and I think what made them different is they weren't exactly tacos. Like when you think tacos, you think taco meat, like ground beef. They were like taco seasoned like fajita beef mm-hmm. like sliced and that was the base of it and then it had you know, all these lettuce and tomato and all that and you put sour cream whatever you wanted and all of that but instead of the the, the ground beef it was like now you could get the ground beef ones but i always got the the taco seasoned like fajita strip uh, steak strips is the base and it was just unbelievable and you could get steak and chicken um you could get shrimp i mean you could get Whatever. It was just for me that was great. But for me, like in general, um, I tell you, um, yeah, food trucks are pretty great. Um, the, the the street tacos that I had, I don't know if you had, I don't think you did this year at Range Day at Shot. Uh, I got the street tacos from the, the, from the taco truck, and they were actually pretty good. They are really good. I think you got one. One beef, one pork, and one chicken, I believe, and all three of them were phenomenal. I don't know. Did you guys, did you get those or not? I didn't get those, no. Did you get the corn dog again? I don't remember what I got, to be honest with you. It wasn't tacos. Yeah. Um, I'm not not trying to hijack your topic, but you brought up Taco Bell. I'm a Taco Bell fan. Mm -hmm. So, like, when you go to Taco Bell. I am too, but it's not Mexican food. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but just real quick, just a sidetrack here. When you go to Taco Bell, what's your go-to order? Do you have like a standard order that you kind of get the same she, thing? Oh, on? God, man. We go to Taco Bell. I'll spend 20 bucks plus on just myself, right? <laughs> no, um, back then, you could you feed a large family for $5. Not the case Not anymore. anymore, no, no. And that's not a lot of food either. So it's 30 bucks for my wife and I usually when we go. But to be fair, it's not... Not all eat in one sitting, so yeah. you know what I mean. Oh, I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll get stuff for later, throw in the fridge and whatever. Um, a couple of things come to mind real quick that it's like must haves. One okay. is a cheesy gordita crunch, uh, okay. and I, I add uh, a Doritos Locos taco shell, okay, all as right. well all as right. nacho cheese. Nice. Um, the next is, and this is a deal for anybody out there that, that is looking for, uh, still looking for a deal at some place that, that like Taco Bell where prices keep rising. The cheesy bean burrito, cheesy bean and rice burrito yeah, yeah, is yeah. freaking phenomenal. And that thing's still a buck. It's still a dollar. Yeah, nice. And it's phenomenal for a dollar. Like you can't hardly beat that. Yeah. Uh, cheesy rice and bean burrito. So those are two <laughs> definite staples. And then I think this last time. I think this last time I got I got uh, nacho fries. The nacho fries are still around. Nacho mama fries. Yeah, uh, and I got those. So, what about you? Uh, for me, my my staples are always uh, three soft taco supremes. 
no tomato, of course. Um, and then a five layer burrito. Uh, I love their five layer burrito because they, they load it up with sour cream and oh, it's so good. My wife um, is a seven layer burrito. And yeah, you have, to, yeah. you have to custom order that now. You have to yeah, you do. basically you get do. a five and add to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love the five layer burrito. Uh, and every now and then, um, every, if I'm hungry, I'll go with a, um, a nacho Supreme, pretty good little nacho Supremes, perfect little size. My wife used to love what they call the, um, Oh, you said gorditas. I don't know if it was a gordita, a chalupa. She she still gets a chalupa, but they changed the sauces over the years. Mm -hmm. And the original, when chalupas first came out, they had a couple of great sauces, but they've they've kind of messed it up with the sauces, I guess. But um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm I'm a big, uh, I'm a pretty simple guy. Uh, Three soft taco supremes and a five layer burrito, and then maybe the nacho supreme every now and then. Yeah. Now, let me ask this, and, and, and yeah. chime in out there in the live chat, and if you are in replay, uh, by the way, chime in. Uh, you, you can hit us up in comments down below. Yeah. Um, when you go to a sit-down Mexican restaurant, yeah. do you have a preference whether they bring out white corn chips or yellow corn chips? Because I do. Like, for me, thin white corn chips, yeah. like hot, especially, you know, dripping with the grease like hot, yeah. Um, are the bomb. Yeah. I prefer the thin white chips. Um, but the one that we go to typically is usually the yellow ones. Yeah. But they actually, they actually make them there. Yeah. Um, so they're usually warm. Like when, when you get them, yeah. uh, nice bit of salt. Um, the, the restaurant that we go to the most um, for the longest time, for like 15 years, they have, they still have the best um, queso, uh, white sauce, cheese sauce, whatever you want to call it, I've ever had. Queso blanco, yeah. Queso blanco. But uh, they had, for the longest time, they had a really good homemade salsa, a little kick to it. It was really, really good. In the last few years, I think that whether it's just easier or cheaper or what, that you can tell they've kind of gone through the canned salsa it's a little disappointing, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, stand on the stand on the taco or the tortilla side. You mentioned yeah. street tacos. So oh, there yeah. is a little we it's a taco shack. I usually say the truck, but my wife knows what I mean. Uh, because it's not. It's it's not on wheels. It is a little shack. Yeah, um, sure. But it's drive up. There's <laughs> like no other way to get it. Um and I always get the uh little white corn tortillas for my street tacos and i even like those here at the house i'll buy them the little street tacos you can get them i don't remember mission or whatever company makes them uh, they're the little bitty ones and you can eat like 50 of them in a sitting i swear uh but you know they're not very thick and they're they're white corn and they're delicious so are you a flour or a corn tortilla on your street tacos 100 percent uh i'm a flour tortilla guy Okay. Anytime. Okay. Now, am I going to turn it down because it's a corn tortilla? No. But if I have the option, I'm, I'm much more of a flour tortilla. As a matter of fact, the uh, the street tacos that I had at Range Day were corn tortillas, and they were great. I, I said I don't I don't mind them at all. Mm-hmm. But I I prefer flour tortillas. Yeah. Yeah. DJ out there says Mexican food chat. You betcha. You betcha. We got about three minutes left in this one. 
that was my that was my topic. So, um, what about rice? I mean, I mean, we know that white rice. Screw that. That's ridiculous. But, yeah. um, you know, I find that there's one Mexican place that has been around here forever. Uh, in fact, it's called Little Mexico, and it's been around here forever. Um, yeah. And they have gotten to where, over the last several years anyway, they've shifted the way they do their rice. And I don't like it. Um, I like my Mexican rice to be a little on the dry side. Yep, same here. And the reason is I mix that with a little bit of queso and a little bit of beans. Yep. yep. Um, and it's almost like a, yeah, uh, rice and beans type thing, right? Um, yep. And theirs is almost like a sticky rice um, that mm. they changed. And they did that, I don't know, five, six, maybe seven or eight years ago, maybe longer than that. But I, I just can't. I just, I don't, I'll eat it, but, you know, I don't prefer it over a, a drier rice. Yep. Uh, Mexican, for, for the Mexican food, Mexican rice, yeah, I prefer drier, kind of flakier, if you will, um, yeah. rice. Yeah. Now, one of my favorite things to do is when I get, uh, like, fajitas, and they bring over, like, this extra thing, as it's got sour cream, and it's got pico de gallo, it's got uh, guacamole, rice, beans, you know, lettuce, all that stuff for the, for the fajitas. I always don't eat all of that stuff intentionally with the fajitas because then I'll have like, I'll have the beans and rice and lettuce, some sour cream and some avocado and some guacamole and I'll mix that all up and eat it. Oh, it's phenomenal. But yeah, I, I, I kind of mix it up, but just the rice in general, I, I for, for Mexican food, obviously I, I like a little drier kind of flakier rice for sure. Right. Uh, yeah. Before we uh, before we jump to yours, we got to uh, got to pay some bills. We got to talk about EAA a little more. So yeah, um, yeah. Looking forward, you know, you mentioned that MC fourteen T, and man, I've got a lot of questions on the <laughs> oh, on man. that uh, on that uh, NRAM video. Really looking forward to to uh, getting that in in my hands, hopefully, and, and playing around with it, and maybe even it replacing. Uh, you know, taking up a spot in my EDC rotation. The, the well, you are that, a three eight. You are a three eighty carry guy, so that'd be yeah. Right. And and the cheetah, my Beretta cheetah is in trouble with that one. Um, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Um, but you know, also it 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 worries me a bit. I mean, we have to we have to hit on and harp on that uh, the witness twenty three eleven because yeah. it it's. Gerson and, and EAA are just cranking out so much good stuff. It seems like so quickly yeah. that you know we had the twenty three eleven that that basically launched at Shot Show. NRA yeah. rolls around, and then you got the the MC fourteen T, and it's almost like you know people are forgetting that the you know witness twenty three eleven is is coming along. And man, where you're talking about the you know whatever barrel lengths and they've got them from what i think four or something all the way up to, to six or maybe even three and a half all the way up to six i think i think three and a half all the way to six yeah. and multiple calibers and yeah yeah um you know definitely need to be paying attention to that at the at the price point and everything is, is it possible is it possible that eaa could come in first and second for handgun of the year it's possible this year honestly i guess it could be yeah and the year's not over. We don't know what's. No. no. We don't know what's happening. We don't want to know what's coming down the line. I mean, we do. <laughs> yeah, we do. Uh, <laughs> but, and it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and, and all obviously plans for the future. Um, yeah. You know, and it's really cool. I, you know, one of the things that I always, always harp on and, and talk about is how, you know, you have these import companies and it's one thing to start a company and then, and, and get with, uh, you know, get all the proper licensing and, and permission from the government. Yuck. Um, and then contact some, some foreign companies and start bringing things into the country. Like that's one thing. Yeah. Uh, but to actually make regular trips to the factories, to actually have input into the designs and all the things that EAA is doing, it really speaks. Um, you know, there's some people that, that want to talk trash about foreign made stuff. And, you know, I would, uh, I would tend to agree with them in a lot of cases because you're talking about foreign made stuff that, you know, companies just bringing in and flipping it. Basically, there's no real yeah. input. Uh, but with EAA and particularly the Gerson uh, line of, of firearms, you know, there is tons of input uh, coming from people that really do have their pulse on the U.S. market. Absolutely. Yeah, they um, and, and before we move on, you know, we, we always say we always want to welcome the crowd out there. We we thank you for always supporting my channel, always supporting Clover's channel. Um, but we also, you know, ask you to go and support our sponsors, whether it's EAA or Taurus or whoever's sponsoring, um, go support them. Not saying you have to go buy their guns, but if you're interested in their guns or you have one of their guns, go check them out on social media or on a YouTube video and just put it, hey, thank you so much for all you're doing, but thank you for supporting Ghost and Clover and all that and, and let them know that, you know, we appreciate them more than, more than they know. I think they know how much you and I appreciate them. But it's always nice to hear and all of that. Um, we do want to send out our public service announcement for tonight. No crayons or Lucky Charms are being harmed during the recording of this podcast. Just this for repeated people out there, you know. And also, uh, if you're out there listening, don't forget to chime into the chat because the third segment uh, is the viewer-driven or viewer-suggested topic. Yep. And if you chime in in the chat, you've got a chance to pick that topic. So. Uh, just, uh, yeah, make sure you say hey or something. Anything. So you're Anything. up, man, I guess. Kind I of. am up. All right. All right. Um, I, I had several of them that I've been thinking about. I even solicited some help from Yoko. to say, I said, hey, you got three minutes. <laughs> find a random topic, and she was worthless. She wanted to talk about how husbands seem to have selective hearing when they're listening to their wives. I oh. disagree. There's nothing. To, there's that's that's no debate. We know that there's science backs that up. Well, I I I disagree with that, but I really wasn't paying attention, so I, I really don't know exactly what it's <laughs> right. right. Um, so tonight, uh, holy cow! I don't know, man. I feel sorry, Christian out there says I learned a lot from you all. Man, if you're learning from us, then you got some serious problems. It took out. him. It took him about thirty seconds to learn everything I know. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, he just yeah, spent a lot of time on it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so my topic tonight, this might give a little bit of a rash to Clover, but I think he's into this enough. It is sport movies, sports, uh, favorite yeah. sports movies. Uh, by the way, we have a, 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 a little fun chat that several of us are involved in 
Last night was one of the most epic things ever. There was about four or five of us having about an hour-long conversation in this chat, and the only thing we could use to talk was either lines or titles of basically 80s and 90s country music songs. It was a blast, by the oh, way. Oh, it went back further than that, but yeah. No, no, I, that was the initial. That was the initial. We yeah. wanted to start with 80s and 90s, and then it went. I, mean, I even brought up some 50s and some Hank Wh- old like Hank Williams Senior stuff. So yeah, it went yeah. way back. Yeah, uh, that was really fun. Um, so let's let's kind of start out. Maybe let's go like a top three, top mm-hmm. three. Uh, favorite sports movies, or or can, let's do this first. Let's do this. What's your favorite? We can do like by sport, like football, baseball, basketball. Okay. Um, do you have do you have a f- top three altogether sports movies? Um, you know, all I can do is just go kind of off the top of my head, sure, basically, and pick three, right? Um. And when I pick three, man, they kind of run the they kind of run the the gamut, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, it's very tough to pick three. Um, Hoosiers is up there. Okay. Remember the Titans is up there, and Moneyball is up there. If you're talking, oh, yeah. if you're talking really good films, right? Absolutely. Um, now, honorable mention if you're talking fun. Obviously, the replacements, uh, major league, right? Sure. Uh, yeah. That type of stuff. But when somebody says favorite, you know, movie, um, you know, I'm thinking more serious side. So, yeah, uh, Hoosiers, Moneyball, Remember the Titans. Those are solid, and that covers all three bases. <laughs> no pun yeah. intended. Yeah, no, yeah, um, yeah. That's that's solid. I think if you ask my wife. She'd probably say Remember the Titans uh, is probably her favorite sports movie. And it's a phenomenal movie. Like anytime it's on, that's one of those movies that like when it's on, doesn't matter if it's just starting or it's only got half an hour left, you're, you're watching it. Right. Um, that's a great one for me. Uh, Moneyball in the last several years has, I mean, just watched it a couple nights ago. Uh, I'm a I'm a baseball guy, uh, diehard baseball guy. To me, I'm in love with the romanticism of baseball. Um, I've always been a baseball. It's, it's just been my passion my whole life. Where I talk about other people, and they look at me weird, but there's something about like the smell of like freshly like mowed grass and hot dogs and nachos and I don't know, just something about a ballpark, man. It just it's 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 where I love to be. Uh, so Moneyball has definitely gone up there in my in, in my list. It's probably a top five. I don't know if it's cracked my top three. Um, Hoosiers is by far my number one sports movie. Um, by far, Hoosiers is number one. Um, I you know I would probably have to say um, there is a, there is a great movie. Um, and, and, and we talked about this one time about me not being a Brad Pitt fan. And then I started thinking of all the movies that I like and most, a lot of them have Brad Pitt. And I was like, damn, I, I guess I'm a Brad Pitt fan. You know, uh, Kevin Costner's the same way. Uh, Kevin Costner is great in sports movies. Um, 10 cup, for instance, is a great one. It's not my top three. Um, yeah, absolutely is. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, Bull Durham, phenomenal movie. And he's a big baseball guy too. That maybe that's why I kind of like Kevin Costner. Elvis uh, Dreams, right? Is great. Yes, but there's one called For the Love of the Game. Oh and yes, it is an outstanding movie. Um, and if you're a baseball person, uh, For the Love of the Game is a great one. Um, I'd probably say my top three Hoosiers number one. I'm probably going to say Caddyshack number two. Um, and then I'm probably going to go, man, it's a tie. I, I think I have to put a tie. And I think you give me another year and Moneyball takes it. I want to say Moneyball and for the love of the game are tied for third. But Moneyball's yeah. probably going to take over. Um, yeah. There's just some great lines in, in, in that movie as well. Um, no more stealing. That's what you paid for. No. I paid to get on first, not to get thrown out a second. Just, just little subtle lines that are great. Field of Dreams is a great movie, Cal. Um, I just, I don't know. There's something about it. Like half the movie's phenomenal. The other half of it's just slow, you know. Yeah, a lot of them out there, you know, I I can't disagree with. Uh, League of Their Own, you know. League of Their Own. Now, replace. Obviously, you're a fan of that because you you wore. Shane Falco's jersey in Ram. Yeah, we've got uh, yeah, Jerry Maguire, good good one. Yep, Water Water Boy, obviously Dodgeball. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean, is Dodgeball a sports movie? Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, it's Dodgeball. It's, it's, <laughs> it's you can dodge movie. a wrench, you can dodge a ball. You know, yeah. it's the same thing. I mean, you know, Talladega Nights. That's racing. So I mean, would, is Rocky are the Rocky movies? Rockies, they speak movies? Rockies. Boxing, I think it counts. I think yeah. the Rocky films count, you know? Yeah, that brings a whole slew of them in then, doesn't it? It really does. There's really a lot when you think about it. Secretariat is force racing, right? Racing Stripes. Secretariat was a great with, movie, yeah. What about Cool Runnings? Bob's cool Runnings would absolutely be a sports movie, I think. No, I'm not saying it would be a, a, a top movie, but it is a sports movie. You know? Build the rhythm. Build the ride. Yep. Um. Oh, what was that movie back in the nineties or late eighties about beach volleyball? Sinjin Smith and Randy Stoklos. Oh, side out, side out. What a terrible movie. I thought you were talking about the scene in uh, the scene in Top Gun. I think so. No, that don't count. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, Days of Thunder. (laughs) Yep, that's Thunder. Oh my God, great lines in Days of Thunder too. Uh, It's a great movie. Let me ask you about this one. It's a golf movie. How can you not know about a race car? He said. You asked me to drive. I got the yeah. car. I, I, drive. I, I drive. Yeah. Like there's nothing stock about a stock car. I love that. Yeah. The best line ever. Yeah. There's nothing stock about a stock car. Now, G says that Ghost has to like golf movies or he gets fired. That's fair. <laughs> fair and, you know, there, there's, a, there's a movie that it's a golf movie. Um, was not a great golf movie, but it was a pretty good movie. And The Legend of Bagger Vance. Did you ever see that one? I never Probably did. Not. I never did. Well, Matt Damon was a golfer, and Will Smith was his caddy, and it was it was a serious yeah. movie, but it was a great, it was a pretty good movie, pretty good movie. Uh, golf movie, Ten Cup is up there for me. There's really two, only two that come to mind as far as golf movies for me. Yeah. Ten Cup, which I love. Yep. Ten Cup. Ten Cup's great. Driving range pro. Yeah. Or signed by a stripper. I mean, oh yeah. my god, like. Chilling at Waffle House, you know. Oh my God! Sitting on the porch, drinking beer, betting on the bug light. Like, oh yep. my God, it's yep. just wonderful. Um, and uh, that and Happy Gilmore. 
like that's that's pretty much it for golf for me. I can't. Those really two guys from Caddy Shack. Well, yep, yep, yep. I'm gonna take that back. Caddy Shack is not about. Ca- Oh, forgot Caddy about Caddyshack. Yeah, I forgot about Caddyshack, and you just mentioned it earlier. But yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. So there's three. Uh, let's go. Okay, let's let's go. Uh, basketball movies. Top three basketball. Man, uh, Hoosiers. Um, yeah. that's got to be number one. That's about all I can give you. I think right now. I'm, um, I'm you're trying to think, and I, as far as basketball. Man. What about Space Jam? <laughs> really? Now the original? Uh, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, he don't, don't even bring up LeBron. Hell, it's no. okay. Yeah, he don't need any anymore. There was a movie back about. in the '90s, I think, with Shaq, and it was called Blue Chips. Oh yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nick Nolte. Yeah. Uh, what was yeah. that one that Ray um, Ray Allen played? He played Jesus Shuttleworth. I can't remember the name of that movie though. That oh, we ju- well, no, so that wasn't. I gotta figure this out. Uh, Ray Allen basketball movie. Uh, he got game. He got game. Yeah. He got game. White man can't jump. That absolutely. I would say Hoosiers. Now, now that I'm thinking. Oh, this gotta go number two now. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many movies. Like it's hard to. It's like hard. G Web's out there throwing out Scooby meets the Harlem Globetrotters. That's, that's a good one. That's that legit. Might be, that might be number two behind Hoosers. <laughs> that's yeah. legit. <laughs> um, oh, Coach Carter, isn't that basketball? Oh, Coach Carter. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, there's my top three. So you've got mm-hmm. Hoosers, um, White Men Can't Jump, and Coach Carter. That's my three. That's a solid yeah. three. Yeah. Solid three. Football. Wow. Uh, one we forgot to mention, Rudy. Yep. Yep. Great football movie. Yeah. Um, what is the one where true story walk on for the Philadelphia Eagles with Mark Wahlberg? Yes. Um, oh man. What was the name of that? And that was uh, a true story, correct? Yeah. 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 That yeah. was absolutely a true story. Yeah. Oh man. What was the name of that? Somebody out there probably. Someone probably <laughs> will know it. We'll know it. Uh, James says Joanna Man. Forgot about Joanna Man, but yeah. I didn't. <laughs> it's invincible. Invincible. I looked it up. Invincible. It's called Invincible. Yeah, yeah, yeah Invincible. Um, Rudy's number one. I don't oh, know. Remember the Titans is up there though, bro. Oh, like, crap. Forgot about that one. Much yeah, as I love Rudy. Remember the yeah. Titans is up there. So that's a that's a one two. I'm okay either way. Did you like either one of the longest yard movies, the original or the remake? Yes, I like both. Are yeah, okay. decent. Yeah. 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 And that's one we didn't mention, but yeah. Did you ever see We Are Marshall? Yes. Great movie. Matthew Thank McConaughey you. was great in that. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to have to say my number three, and, and I don't know if you'll agree with this or not, mm-hmm. but, well, man, it's going to be tied for third. Because one of them is a football movie. The other one's kind of a football movie. The, mm-hmm. the, the, the blind side is kind of a football movie, but it's a great movie. But I'm not going to put that in there. Being a Texan, I've got to go with Friday Night Lights. Oh, um, yeah. You guys have ever seen Friday Night Lights? If you're not a Texas yeah. guy, then you may not. Ooh, you know, Lance is bringing up Waterboy. That's that's what definitely. About, okay, there's one. There's one we. I'm trying to think. Um, 
Oh my God! The it wasn't it what the one with the whipped cream bikini? I got uh, that's the sticking out of my mind. The one where the good. the Dawson's Creek kid was in it or something. Oh, you're talking about um oh um, you know what I'm talking about. I can't think of it though off the top of my yeah. head. Varsity Blues, Varsity Blues, Varsity Blues, yeah, Varsity, Varsity Blues. Blues. Yeah, that's so, a good. Oh man, uh, kicking it old school. Um, uh. I had North the shirt made and ended up dumping the shirt. Uh, what am I thinking? Uh, Scott Bakula. Yeah. Uh, oh, the North Texas one. Um, dang it. Was filming North, it was filmed at it's filming University of North Texas. Oh, that's killing me. That's Kathy kill Ireland me. was the kicker. Sinbad was in it. Um. Oh crap! Dang oh, it! Necessary, necessary roughness. Necessary roughness. Yeah. Is it unnecessary roughness? I think. Yeah. No, it was necessary. Was it? Oh, okay. It was That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, good one. That yep. was a great one, too. So, great. yeah, on football. Yeah. There you go. All right, that was fun. Guys, I'm going to give you a couple minutes here. Remember, to be eligible, we're going to draw here in a few minutes, to be eligible for the, uh, the crowd audience chosen random topic. All you have to do is say anything in the chat, and you are – going to be entered so just say anything in the chat and you could you too could be chosen right. to um to give us a random topic and this segment is brought to you by our good friends over at taurus uh taurus international or taurus usa whatever you want to call it taurus our good friends over at taurus um you know they've been around for a long time they had some success with their pt92s with their 1911s um, I've never owned one of them, uh, revolvers, but I hear people talking about the revolvers in very high esteem, uh, especially in their, their semiotic though. I will say in the last few years, starting with that G3 series, they've come a really, really, really long way. The G4 story series is out. You've got the Taurus, uh, TX 22 that people rave about, uh, but the 1911s, the PT 92, but, um, the semi-auto stuff is really good. And like I said, I, I've never owned one, but I hear people talking uh, about revolvers. Like when I remember a couple of years ago, Clover, when I was going to think about getting my, my first revolver and I kind of asked a lot, a lot of people out there, a lot of Taurus revolvers were things that people really, really um, suggested. So I know that you've got experience with Taurus revolvers and all of that, but uh, yeah, uh, Taurus has got some great stuff out there. Yeah, I've still got a Taurus in the uh, EDC lineup. So uh, the uh, Protector exactly. Poly, Protector Poly in 38 Special. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, phenomenal. And they don't make that one anymore. Uh, but they do make it, I think, in 357. And in hindsight, I kind of wish I would have. Well, with it, if they make it in 357. So. Yeah. In hindsight, I kind of wish I had, I had it went 357. Uh, it really isn't any bigger frame size or anything like that. Yeah. Um, not that I would had would have had to have shot 357 in it, could have still shot 38, but you know I would yep. have had that option. Uh, but now I've got something that's discontinued; they don't make anymore, so that's kind of neat too. So, uh, but yeah, it's been a phenomenal, fun to shoot, just a phenomenal little revolver. Eight shot 357. DJ says my first revolver was a Taurus 1990. Yeah, um, and don't forget when we're talking about Taurus, uh, we, you've also got Rossi and uh, Heritage to throw in. Yeah, there this is true. Well, that's true. I forgot about that. Um, do you think Taurus will get into the the shotgun game eventually? 
You know, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, they've been focused really heavily on handguns. I think they are likely to stay in that. Um, yeah. With Taurus, you're you're talking about again a foreign, you know, entity. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know, when you're talking about a foreign entity, they're not susceptible to to shaking things up too much. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Calaveras does say he said he thinks that a uh, Taurus 44 would get good first revolver. And I hope that's a joke because I've got a four inch Taurus tracker in 44 with a ported barrel. And that's the most uncomfortable thing to shoot. I'll shoot my <laughs> Ruger Red Hawk, uh, Super Red Hawk 44 mag all day long over that Taurus. The Taurus will tear you up. Uh, and it's solid. It works and, and it looks great. But. It is, uh, you know, a cylinder or two, and you're pretty much done for the day with that. You don't want to shoot that no more. <laughs> right, right, right. And it's just, it, it's the grip. I mean, if I changed the grip on it, I think I would be happier with it. But yeah. it's a Taurus, and that's one of the things, right? Like, you talk Glock, you talk Smith & Wesson, you talk some of these other brands, and there's tons and tons of aftermarket out there. Yeah. And yeah. Taurus is one of them that it, it's really, it's really iffy as to whether or not you can find um aftermarket stuff but i would like to change the grips on that eventually and see if it makes a difference hmm, interesting interesting um let's bring up the uh the random picker here and let's uh, do it let's see who's going to give us something weird to talk about now obviously there are certain subjects and certain avenues that we will not go down but for the most part um yeah it's going to be a, a, a question game. or a topic that you're going to bring up. So let's have some fun with it. All right. Here we go. Spin here that Spin that wheel. Uh, if you're out there. Yeah, no whammies. <laughs> if you're out there, be on the ball because uh, this is DJ. So DJ, DJ is out there. Why do I have a feel it's going to be something musical? Um, It could be movie related. He was throwing a lot could of be, that around. He so was, DJ. He was stuff out there. DJ, you're out there. You are the random topic picker for tonight. So uh, give us a random topic here, PDQ. Otherwise, we will uh, we will draw again. So probably should have done that while we were talking about Taurus, but it's okay. We'll wait a <laughs> yeah. We're still learning. This is, this is our fifth rodeo, you know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, we're still uh, working. Indoor the... versus outdoor music venues. Fantastic. I'll be uh, oh, okay. with your own stories. Fan- oh, 100%. Yes. Uh, you want to start? You want me to start? Go ahead. So I prefer outdoor music venues. I grew up going to the Dallas, uh, they call it the Dallas Starplex Amphitheater. Um, and I don't know if you've ever been there, Clover, or not, but uh, it's it's it was down there in Fair Park. It had a big one. They had another one out there, and uh, almost close to Plano, there was another one. Uh, it was one of those things where you just brought your blankets and you know you just you chilled. Um, went to the very first Lollapalooza at the Dallas Amphitheater uh, there for all weekend. You paid back then it was like twenty five bucks for like th- all three days, and you basically just crashed and passed out and. You never had to worry about people stealing anything from you. It was just one big, massive party. Um, but I will say that the greatest thing, and I don't know if they're still doing I, I doubt very seriously they are, but when I was growing up in the ni- late 80s and early 90s, uh, every Memorial Day weekend, they had a four-day bash. And it was Sunday through, uh, th- I'm sorry, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. 
And Friday night was always Steve Miller band because he was from Dallas. So he kind of kicked off. Now there were bands all day, but we're talking the, the, the headliners at night um, was Steve Miller band on Friday night. Then you had uh, Jimmy Buffett on Saturday night. Um, then you had uh, Alabama on Sunday and then Hank Williams always kind of closed it out on Monday. Hank Williams jr. Obviously. Um, so it was a four day festival and that, they did that for years and years. Those four people came to Dallas all the time for Memorial day weekend and talking about just throwing down your blanket for four days and, um, just having an absolute blast. Now I'm not against indoor arenas, um, uh, but I am a big, big, big fan of outdoor venues, especially the ones that you can just like the amphitheater, like you can just bring a blanket and chill. Uh, now you're going to laugh at me and that's okay. Cause I don't care. I will be in an outdoor amphitheater next month for a concert that my wife and daughter are going to, and you're going to laugh at me, but I'm a big fan of theirs. I'm going to go see Matchbox 20, and it's in an outdoor amphitheater, and I cannot wait for that. So I'm a huge outdoor venue guy. So I like the idea of outdoor, of like you know traditional traditional stadium rock. Sure. Yeah. But sure. I'll, but I'll say two things about it real quick, and then and then move into something else. Is, um, it really takes the right band to do that. There's yeah. very few to yeah. me that can put on a good show in an outdoor stadium. Yeah. Um, and I've never been to one that was a good show in an outdoor stadium. Like it's I would consider that pretty right? good outdoor in the Cotton Bowl. Like um, oh, they rock the house. I've just never and and I've been to very few. Right. But, um. Yeah, I've never never been to one. So, um, been to a ton of indoor. Yeah. Um, most memorable, uh, the Judd's farewell tour was pretty freaking awesome back in the day. Yeah. That was when you know Mama Judd had to retire, and they went on that farewell tour. Um, so that was pretty good. And then uh, one similar to what you were talking about would happen here was called Rock Fest, and okay. it was every every year. Uh, and this it started at like two or something in the afternoon and would go until one or two in the morning. It was like 10, 12 hours of, of metal basically. Yeah. Uh, and you would have, Oh my God. Uh, you would have Tesla rat, LA guns, white snake, uh, you know, a lot of hair band slash metal. Yeah. Trying to think of who all else that I've seen there, but I mean, just t- uh great white, um, Oh wow! Great Def Leppard. Def oh. Leppard played one year. Uh, just, just it was it was insane. But it was you know ten or twelve hours, um, and interspersed within that, which is is something that's always stood out to me. And and I don't even know that they're still together. They're probably not. But if you like really hard rock slash metal, right? Yeah. I don't really know where you would classify it. Um, go check out a band, and like I said, I don't know if they're still around, but mm. go check out a band called Dolly Braid. Uh, mm-hmm. And you're welcome. Yeah, probably a lot of people hadn't. They were a little local band, um, more or less, you know what I mean? Like, small band, and I don't think they ever made it. Uh, yeah. But holy Moses, like, I, they played uh, a few different years, they played Rockfest. Um, and they were one of the better, better band. They were definitely, to me, one of the, the better no-name bands that nobody knew about. But, um, yeah, that Rock Fest every year, really looked forward to that. It was, 
it was awesome. I mean, Scorpions, Quiet Riot, just, you know, all of those old school rockers were, were there. Now, this was in the late 80s, early 90s, mid 90s or something like that. Can you spell that DJ once to the Dolly spelling? Braid, like a Dolly, D-O-L-L-Y, and then Braid. Like, like braid a hair braid? B-R-A-I-D, okay. I think, DJ. I, I, if you put Dolly Braid the band or something in, a, in yeah. a search, I mean, you should be able to find it. One of their songs, I can tell you for sure, the, the name of the song is What. So Dolly okay. Braid, What, and a search, and probably would pop up. Let's uh, real quick to, to, to close this one out. Uh, top three concerts that you've been to. Can you do that? I know it's stuff. I've been to hundreds of concerts. So I don't think I narrow it down to three, but I'll try. Mm, the Judge Farewell, the Judge Farewell Tour definitely was up there. Yeah. Uh, and you're talking about concerts, so I'm going to take Rock Vest completely out of the mix because that sure. was a multi thing. Yeah, I, I won't um, use Lusa either. Yeah. Man, this is crazy because I don't fancy myself, and it was—I know it was crazy in that chat the other night with me, yeah, speaking in country music terms. A lot of people doesn't don't see me that way, um, but I like all kinds of music. Um, it's gonna be probably three country, yeah. and it's probably gonna be the Judds, okay. Garth Brooks, and okay. Chris Ledoux. Chris Ledoux, I think, would be amazing. I never saw Chris Ledoux, so that would be a great I got one. to see Chris Ledoux two or three times. He would nice. make the rodeo here. I'd say uh, he puts in a great country concert is, is uh, Mark Chestnut. He's one of my favorites. Mark Chestnut's a good one. I've seen and Mark I've seen Brad Paisley yeah. three or four times, and he puts on a phenomenal show. People don't realize how good of a guitar player uh, Brad Paisley Keith is. Keith Urban is another one. Keith Urban. Ricky Skaggs. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, Man, my top three. Man, I, 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 I don't know. Like, I've been to over twenty Buffett concerts. I've been to like fifteen or sixteen Beach Boys concerts, mm-hmm. and they're all great. So I'm not going to put either one of those. I've been to so many. Yeah. Um, I want to say this. 1992 Octung Baby tour in Dallas, YouTube at 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 Texas Stadium was amazing. Uh, that was a great one. Um. I will say that a concert my wife and I went to several years ago was Green Day, and they put on a show. They sang for three and a half hours straight, no stopping. It was an incredible show. Definitely a top five. I'd say it's a probably a top three, just because they went for three and a half hours, and it was just, just amazing. Uh, the third one is, man... I'm going to have to go country and say that any of the Alabama concerts I've been to, they put on a great show. Um, so um, I've been to probably 10 of their concerts. Uh, I would say any of them because they're all great. So Alabama, U2, and Green Day um, are kind of sticking out in my mind as being so, great shows. So DJ out there throwing out his top three, and since he yeah. – this uh, Prince, BB King, and the Stones. And I'm not, I am not jealous of any of those except for Prince. I'm yeah. definitely jealous of the Prince. I'm not a Stones guy. I, I appreciate BB King. I would have loved to have seen Prince. Yeah. Now I did see Michael Jackson on the on the tour, the '84, '85, whatever um, yeah. Thriller tour that he went on with the Jacksons. I was at Texas Stadium for that. So I got to see that. So I've seen a lot of. I've, I've been to a lot of concerts. Some. Uh, you know, up and comers, you know, and, and things like that. 
Yeah. And by far, any concerts I've ever seen, the worst, by far, yep. hands down, bar none, David Allen Coe at the local rodeo arena. David Allen Coe, he was beyond drunk. And yeah, it I was the most horrible there. experience ever. Worst concert I've ever been to. Oh, man. I've been to some bad ones. Um, I'm trying to think if I've ever walked out of a concert. I don't remember ever walking out of a concert. Uh, I'd probably have to say the worst concert I've been to. Man, that's a tough one. Um, so half of it was terrible. It really was disappointing. I went to go see Faith No More, Metallica, and Guns N' Roses in the Cotton Bowl in Dallas. Was that like 91, 92, whenever that was? Yeah. Uh, Faith No More was okay. I wasn't a huge fan. They were, they, they were, they were good, though. Um, Metallica. I think Metallica and Guns N' Roses kind of flipped on who was going to be the headliner each night. So they you know, they were both equally as big. Uh, this is after the Black Album obviously came out. And so Metallica came on second, and they were really, really good. Um GNR, which is one of my all-time favorite bands, were supremely disappointing. And basically, his Axel was supremely disappointing. Um, I think he was just way too drunk, maybe even you know on drugs and all that. I, I, it was yeah. really disappointing. Uh, that's probably the most disappointed I've ever been in a concert was was Guns N' Roses. Now that was back in the early '90s, um, so that, that that was kind of that, that kind of pissed me off. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, we can wind it down, I think. We can. Yeah. You want to go ahead and uh, start your closing out? Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and say, you know, go ahead and throw it out there and say thanks to, of course, EAA for priming the podcast and Taurus for uh, kicking in on the uh, viewer supplied topic. Uh, we would have that regardless, but it's great that they uh, that they help out with that. Um, yeah. yeah, stuff coming up. I actually got. I don't want to say I'm caught up on stuff uh, because I'm not, but I have gotten in a bit of a groove where uh, I've got two or three videos in the bank right now. It's been a while since I've been that way. Uh, if you are a Patreon patron or a YouTube channel member, first of all, thank you. Uh, second of all, you've already had access for stuff that it's going to be a few days or even a week uh, before it releases. So uh, one of the perks of, uh, of being uh, one of those those fine crew members. Um, so got some stuff coming out that, uh, you know, I can't really talk about. Uh, did drop one Friday that I can talk about if you haven't seen the one. And, you know, you got to be interested in, in Star Wars and you got to be, you know, you know have a little fun and whatever because it's certainly not firearm content but uh dropped uh got a package in the mail from uh paul over at EAA, and so it's a, a little unboxing mail time uh that i dropped and then uh this week is the final week of the early 2023 season of the uh clover tech podcast so uh should have jeff with gear report wednesday and then chase with the aa uh, on Thursday, and maybe, maybe it's not 
an absolute con confirmation, but we might have a guest, special guest drop in uh, on the very last episode on uh, on Thursday. So uh, that's to be determined, but we may. But uh, And then it'll be several months before we uh, do the podcast, but uh, pick up on the late season, I should say. But that's, uh, that's going to give me some time to get caught up because, uh, good Lord, it's 2023 has been a great year, man. Like all the way around, it's been a, yeah, just been a great year. It really has. I'm still way behind. I've been crazy. It, it's just, yeah. Trust me, it's gonna start flooding. You're gonna get so sick of of crap coming out of my channel. You're gonna sit there and say, "Whoa!" Like, stop, slow down, breathe a little bit. But it's getting ready to happen for sure. Uh, I've got a bunch of stuff that we just got to get done and and want to get done. I got a new rifle over the weekend. I uh, got the uh, the brand new uh, Ranger whatever gen this is 308 uh ar10 from from uh, our good friends over at anderson came in yeah, you do. so so I that came in that did come in it did it came in nice. thursday i think nice and uh, i haven't gotten a trigger pulled on it yet um but i can't wait to get that out and, and shoot a little bit with it um kind of bunch just a bunch of stuff looking forward to it um i'm looking for i haven't been to the range since like february early march maybe you know it's been a while so i'm just looking forward to getting into the range and doing some stuff so looking forward to that um so you got jeff and chase coming on this week wow that those could go horribly wrong they horribly. probably will yeah 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 um that's why i said uh we had when we had gabby by the way if you didn't listen to the podcast with gabby uh i'm surprised those numbers and they could blow up and do well at any given time we're less than a week out but i'm surprised that the podcast with gabby from last wednesday uh didn't literally break the bank uh, and break the matrix it was amazing she is an amazing maybe, maybe it was early in the morning i know her her schedule's crazy busy that might have been one of the things i don't even know even in replay right now right but maybe people just got to get caught up i mean i get it but i'm just saying if you have not checked that out on the channel you won't be disappointed uh by listening to that one i guarantee you and when that happened when that was over i'm like well that's the uh definitely the best because the next two are not going to be <laughs> jeff and, and chase are definitely gonna, not going to be the best just, podcast of the season. they're gonna be great podcasts yeah. just not not on that level not on that level and, right. and much much different vibes for sure yeah, yeah. Um, if you're looking for two consecutive train wrecks this is the week for you uh because both of them are going to bring the heat in a good way. It's, they'll be very entertaining. Both those guys are great guys. And they both have warp slash six sense of humors, which could be interesting as well. So, um, yeah, for us, like I said, we're just uh, plugging along, you know, getting ready to start getting real busy at work. But um, a lot of cool things happening at work and a lot of cool things happening in life and on the YouTube stuff. So I'm looking forward to 22. It's already been, like you said, a phenomenal 2023. Um I'm thinking that TriggerCon might be a thing in September, so I'm looking forward to that. Good. Um, looking forward to that. And then Wanamaker in November, we're going to have some some friends of ours that uh, are going to be coming to that usually don't coming. We'll announce that later probably uh, once we know that it's absolutely final. But some friends that are coming to uh, Wanamaker this year as far as uh, manufacturers and, and companies that are, are going to be there would be kind of cool. 
Um, yeah, like you said, thank you to all of our uh, patrons and YouTube channel members for always supporting us. And thank you guys for uh, supporting our, our sponsors as well. Um, obviously, these are companies that have a long history and a great history. So go check out EAA and Taurus uh, and tell them Ghost and Clover sent you and thank them for supporting what we do here. You got anything else to close out? I don't, man. Pull the plug. Pull the plug. We're going to get the hell out of here once again. No crayons or lucky charms were harmed recording this podcast. We'll see you in two weeks. Y'all stay safe. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. Maybe some topic ideas. All that stuff. Thank you for supporting my channel, Ghost Tactical, and Clover's channel, Clover Tech. And thank you for supporting our sponsors as well. Make sure to go check out both our websites, ghosttactical.us and clovertech.com. Once again, thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.